This is The Quest, and this is our pledge drive. Give us a call, 470-508-1160, or online, thequestatlanta.com. Uh, we're going to head to a new hour here, but I want to thank a couple of folks real quick. Uh, we had an anonymous gift. Oh, I guess <laughs> I'm going to thank anonymous. Good thing. Anonymous wanted to make sure wanted to make sure that I mentioned their name on the air. It doesn't make any sense, Steve. But, you know, a lot of things I say don't make any sense. So, But we do need help. Oh, here we go. Connie. There we go. Con- uh, anonymous just became Connie. Thank you so much for your very generous gift. And I think there'll be a message coming back to that. I'll come back to that in a little bit. But this hour, we have a whole new guest. My name is Steve Sponskowski in studio with, with uh, Deacon Jerry and Sally Kazin. And we have a new guest this hour. And uh, Deacon, I'm going to let you go ahead and take the reins. Sure. So we're, we're live on the air uh, in, stu- in studio in Roswell. And um, uh, Sally and I hail from St. Benedict in Duluth, Georgia. And our guest is Greg Amaya, also from St. Uh, Benedict, welcome this thank morning. Thank you. Thank you so much, Deacon Jerry, for having me on. And Great to be here. We'll, uh, we'll be speaking, I guess, Greg, kind of on the, the theme, you know, saints, uh, heroes for our time is kind of the, sure, the theme sure, for the, sure, sure. The, this fall pledge drive. And, and our production manager is Dominic. He keeps us on the straight and narrow, as Steve, Steve has been. And, um, and, and so um, during the pledge drive, you'll, you'll have a great opportunity to be um, uh, part of AM 1160's The Quest mission to bring a million souls to Christ. What a great mission uh, to invite, to inform, and inspire. And that's our goal at Quest. And Dominic, uh, do we have a financial goal for, for, this, uh, for this hour or half hour? Yes, I think this hour is about 1,000. Uh, actually, not 1,000. It is 3,000. Three. So multiply that times three, please. <laughs> okay, very good. And uh, we'll take your pledge uh, any way you'd like to give it, a one-time gift, uh, monthly donors, um, become a dollar-a-day member, or become part of Quest St. Gabriel Society with a pledge of, of $20 or more per month. And if you're business, uh, a business owner listening and can donate, we have uh, business sponsorships or matching fund programs to help us uh, with your business. Uh, however you'd like to support Quest, uh, we're very creative and we're very grateful. So please make a donation to set up a challenge. Um, and, and you can call right now at 470-508-1160. That's 470-508-1160. Or go online at thequestatlanta.com, thequestatlanta.com, or you can use the Quest Atlanta mobile app and just click the Donate button. So, mm-hmm. so Greg, uh, so welcome again. And if you could just give uh, our listeners a background of yourself and maybe a little bit about your faith journey. Yeah, so I've been here in Atlanta now for 23 years. Again, I want to thank you all for having me. You know, my formation was in my family. I came up in a very loving family. My parents were very loving, but didn't really have a relationship with Christ. And when I got to college, I came to know our Lord in a very profound way. But I was floating around. I had no foundation. I was going around for different churches. I went to a Baptist church for a long time. I went to Assembly of God, I went to non-denominational, I was all across the board. So that was my junior year in college, and I had a very strong faith, but after college, I fell away. And slowly, little by little by little, I got back into the world, had really no concept of God, I wasn't thinking any of my decisions did not encounter God at all, so I pretty much was living just like everyone else. So I started making some bad decisions, as I said. Now, what happened was, in 1992, I was driving down the road, driving down the highway, I was living out west at that time, 
And speaking of the radio, here we are on the radio. <laughs> and I'm turning, listening to the radio, I'm flipping the stations around. I'm thinking about, you know, the bad decisions I made in my life. And on comes this song called Hail Mary Gentlewoman. Now, I'm sure a lot of your listeners know that song. I knew nothing about it. And so it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, oh my gosh, I love that song. I got to get that song. So I went out and I started asking people. I finally ran into a Catholic woman who told me where I can get this song. And she said, you can get that over, over at the Center for Peace. And I was living on the West Coast at that time. And I thought, Center for Peace, what is that? Is that like the Peace Corps? Or? <laughs> I didn't care. I just wanted the song. So I went to the store and I walked in when I walked in I knew it was Catholic because I had you know iconography I had crucifixes on the wall pictures and I asked the woman there I said I'm looking for the song called Hail Mary, Hail Mary Gentlewoman do you know about this song she said oh yeah it's over here it's on this cassette now this was back in, <laughs> back in 92 the yeah there was no what's that yeah what is that there was exactly there was no CDs no iPods no iPhones so it was cassette and it was on Our Lady's Messages. And I thought, oh my, it was on Medjugorje, actually. And I thought, what is that? So it just hit me. She told me the story about what was allegedly happening over there. And I just embraced it 100%. I just, I felt in my heart that I knew it was true. And I don't know how to say it. I, I literally had like a Paul conversion. I walked into the store, one person, and I walked out another it was as quick as that. And I guess I did what they call the the sacramental grand slam, right? Baptism, confirmation, first communion. I embraced the Catholic faith fully. Um, I was volunteering there. Now, when I moved here to, to Georgia, because of my work, I moved here to Georgia. We were spreading the messages over there out west. And so when I came here, I, I first thing I looked at when I came here, where is a center for peace? Well, there wasn't one, so I thought I felt inspired to put together a, a little booklet of the messages, and I categorized them on the mass, on conversion, on prayer, and we put together this little booklet, and I was going to join St. Benedict, and I took the booklet to the pastor at that time, which was Monsignor Marin, which you both know very well. Yes. And, um, and by the way, his favorite song... Yeah, is gentlewoman. gentlewoman. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Oh, oh really? <laughs> it is, yeah. No coincidence, because he's our spiritual director now for our ministry. He's our chaplain. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I took this booklet to him, and I said, Monsignor, I'd like to put this out. Would this be okay? He said, sure, you can put some out. So I put out about 20 booklets and came back the next day. There was like two left and came back the next time, put another 20 out. This kept happening over and over. I kept coming back, and they're almost all gone. Until I came back one day and there were none, none of them were there. And I thought, uh-oh, maybe they decided to take them out and take them. We're not going to put them out anymore. So I talked to the parish secretary. I said, where, where, what happened to the booklets? And she said, you need to talk to Monsignor about it. And I thought, uh-oh, you know. So I went and talked to him and he said, oh, Greg, he said, why don't you come over here with me? Well, at that time, next to the sacristy, there was this large board. I don't know if you remember, there was a large board Bill, like a bulletin board right next to the sacristy at that time. And it was a very sought-after area. I had never asked Monsignor for it, but he came over the board. It was empty now. He said, Greg, 
you can have this board. Do whatever you want with it. Mm. So wow. that's how I got this board. So we started putting these booklets up. And within about two years' time, we moved about 10,000 booklets through the parish, just through our parish. Now, in the midst of that, in the midst of that, I'd gone to Mass one day, and then after Mass, I was praying the rosary. And I had a very strong uh, internal voice, whatever you want to call it. Very, I felt it was from Our Lady that to make a recording, to make a CD. Now, I knew nothing about how to do that. I knew nothing, my background has nothing to do with making recordings. I knew nothing about getting readers. I knew nothing about trying to get music, how to produce a CD, how to, nothing about that. So I went to Monsignor. He said, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. So I just started praying. And the power of prayer. So everything in our ministry is with prayer. Everything begins with prayer and ends with prayer. Our whole day needs to be filled with prayer. And so I just started to pray. And literally, with I would pray at the statue there mm-hmm. in the church where it's Jesus and Mary, our Blessed Mother holding the baby Jesus. I'd pray there. And I always ask for help. When I needed help, i go there. And... Within literally one, two, three days, every single time, whatever I needed, it just happened. It didn't matter. It just happened. So this is when I began to realize this was not, uh, this was our Lord and Our Lady's ministry. It was not, I was a broken instrument that our Lord was using. Absolutely. There's a common theme of our Blessed Mother uh, through all of this. Uh, If you're just uh, tuning in, you're tuning into Quest Radio. You're, You're listening to Atlanta Catholic Radio, AM 1160, the Quest Fall Pledge Drive, uh, to make a pledge or donation, call now at 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160, or you can go online at thequestatlanta.com or download the, the Quest app. Uh, you can make a difference in the world just by your support for this important mission. Uh, we're inviting you to join us in the mission to, to save souls, and could there be anything more important than, than so great a mission? Um, so you're listening to our special guest, Greg Amaya. Sorry, I interrupted you, Greg, on that. So the 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 thread of of um, first of all, it sounded like the Holy Spirit clearly was the fire there. You're going down the road, you know, years after college. I think we can really relate to that. And your ears were opened in a way, and the Blessed Mother has really made herself uh, known to you. So let let's let's continue in front of the statue that you were t- talking about. Yeah. So. Um I'm pr- sitting there, I said, I always answer, got the prayers answered at the statue there praying, right next to the Blessed Sacrament, very important to say that as well. Um, our Lord's one that, our, our Lady intercedes for us and answers the prayers um, that our Lord gives us. And so what, I want to give you one example of what, one of the, we, I have many, many examples, but because we're short and on time. So we were getting near the end of the recording, and we needed to have a, uh, graphics designer for the CD. Now I knew mm. nothing about right where I. Well, I don't. How am I going to graphics designer for a CD? I knew nothing, and I started going back into. I started thinking about. Oh my! Intellectually, what? Am, where am I going? I start intellectually looking around. Now the voice of Our Lady on these CDs was a woman named Mary Murphy, which I know you probably maybe both remember. Mary mm. Murphy was a member at St. Bridget, very holy devout woman. She now works up in South Bend, Indiana, um, up there at Notre Dame with her husband up there, and. She said, we need to pray, Greg. I said, you're right, Mary. We need to go pray. So we went to the chapel, went down the hallway back where it used to be, and mm-hmm. prayed down the hallway in the chapel. And we prayed for about 10, 15 minutes. And about she leaves the church. And about a half hour later, she calls me. And she goes, Greg, you're not going to believe what just happened. And I said, what? 
She said, I, I pull in the parking lot of St. Bridget and I see this woman I haven't seen for nearly a year. And I got out, I said hi, we hugged, you know, and said our hellos and kind of got caught up. And I told her about this project that I was helping you with. And she said, we, we're trying to find a, a graphic designer to do a CD cover. And she said, oh, that's what I do. That, that's my job. <laughs> so, just a coincidence. Just, just a coincidence. <laughs> So this happened over and over and over and over again. So in 2002, we formed the Mary Our Mother Foundation, and I said Monsignor Mary is our spiritual director. But I want to really reiterate to everyone that's listening, um, I don't know our time constraints, but I, I just want to really say that, you know, it's our Lord that does everything through us. So as I said, we're all broken instruments. I don't care where you are, where you've been, our Lord can use you. So... It's important to remember that God doesn't look at our ability, but he looks at our availability. And I heard a person once say that God doesn't call the trained, he trains the called. Mm -hmm. So very important to remember that, you know, there's one of the famous quotes I like from St. Francis, that when we are, when we are crowned with the, the, the reward of eternal life, that God is simply crowning his own merits. So it's very important to remember that. So we need to remain humble, remain obedient, stay close to the sacraments, stay close to the Mass and stay close to confession and all those things that go along with it. So, If you're just joining us, you're hearing the voice of a Greg Amea, Steve Sponskowski here in studio with Jerry and Sally Kazin. I want to jump in real quick because before we went to the break, I put a tease out there and you just gave me a segue um, asking the question, how does prayer affect grace? And you talked about being available to the Lord. And this is a conversation I mentioned before we had, I had with Tim Staples. And he asked me the question, Steve, how does, how does prayer affect grace? How does it make it available? He said, Do, when you pray... Is it like you say, you know, you're praying, you're saying, dear Lord, uh, I need your grace. And the Lord stops and says, oh, I'm so sorry. I turned that faucet off. I'll turn it back on. Right. But the Lord is immutable, unchangeable. Instead, going back to what you said, being available, Greg, it's more of this sense of when we pray, it's like the Lord's grace is coming down onto us like a torrent of rain. But we're standing there with an umbrella over our head. And so when we pray, it's kind of visually for me, it's looking out going, are you there? He's like, I've been here the entire time. All I'm doing is looking for you to make yourself available to me. So prayer doesn't change the Lord's mind. It actually changes us. The saints tell us that. Amen. And we make ourselves available to the Lord's grace. Right, Deacon? Absolutely. And I was uh, honed in on your notion, Greg, about us being instruments, yeah. broken or not. You know what I mean? And uh, But just, just to be a willing participant, you know, that's that uh, St. Ignatius again would say uh, active indifference. You know, you just submit yourself, trusting in the Lord to lead you, trusting that wherever he is leading you or wherever you're led, whatever happens, um, the Lord is permitting it because he knows what's best for us. Yeah, if you think about, um, it's just so important, as I said, to to open our hearts to God's grace. I remember the saying of St. Faustina that, um, you know, our Lord said to her, he wants, us, he wants us to be bold in our asking. You know, don't hold anything back, but be, old, be bold in what you ask for, because he wants to give to us. And I remember Monsignor Marin once said to me, he said, you know, don't be afraid either to ask people to help. Why? Because our Lord and Our Lady always asks us to help them. So our Lord wants to infuse us with that grace, that strength, to proclaim his gospel, because that's what he needs. What, what was our Lord's role here on, on earth? 
One, you know what that was? What was his role? To do the will of the Father. And what was the will of the Father? For the salvation of souls. So we get to participate in that salvation work. That's the salvific work of our Lord. We, he allows us to participate. So open yourself. I said, if anyone's listening, if you have a heart that's, if you feel you're being prompted, you know, pray. If you have a spiritual director, talk to them. Um, but be open. Be open because our Lord will use us. Our Lord needs us to reach people to bring the, about the salvation of souls. It's, it's just so, so important. Just don't be afraid and don't look at where you are, where you've been, because God will use you. Amen. My goodness. I think that Greg should be on the radio all of the time. <laughs> um, Greg, you mentioned spiritual direction, mm. and we're talking about graces and prayer. Mm. And the graces um, for myself, uh, being in spiritual direction, mm. but also as a spiritual director mm. who gives spiritual direction. One of the things that we always begin with for people is ask for a grace. And very specifically, we begin with the first grace, mm. a deeper trust in the Father's care for me. And, and it's the gift that God wants to give. The grace is the gift himself, and he wants to give. So we have to know how to ask, uh, but to know that he's a good father, and he wants to give the gift. Yeah, it's important. I'm sorry. It's important to say as well that, um, you know, a lot of people do not get involved in ministry or get involved with certain things because they're fearful, you know, or I'm not worthy. You know, God can't use me. But we have to realize that God is bigger than all that. And he's asking us to surrender. As you said, what does it say on the Divine Mercy image? Jesus, I trust in you. Now, that's easy to say, but it's hard to do. So we, we tend to worry. We tend to become fearful. But the opposite of that is to surrender. And to surrender, we need to trust. And when we trust, trust me that God will pour graces out upon you. There's no doubt about it. I, can, I said I have many, many stories I could say, but um, suffice it to say that you know, God is enough. Yeah, you're, you're. So remember, as he said to St. Catherine of Siena, he said, you are and I, I'm sorry, you are not and I am. Mm -hmm. Now, when you understand that, then we can begin. So we need to remain humble, remain small, and put yourselves, as St. Therese of Lisieux did, I'm a late Carmelite, put yourselves into the hands of our Lord, because he'll lift you up. Don't try to do it on your own. Pray, lay everything in his hands, and things will begin to happen. If you try to do it on your own, you know what we're going to do? We're going to stumble and fall. That's one of the prayers um, I'll just reveal um, before proclaiming the gospel. I know we get a blessing, um, but is not me, Lord, but you. Not me, right. Lord, but you. It's just a very simple reminder that I'm just simply, as you're saying, the instrument. And, and I think, you know, Steve, your question about uh, the role of prayer and grace, I, I think what I've I've been hearing, and maybe you were, were hedging toward this, is that prayer is simply the, the spigot that turns on the grace, much like the sacraments. You know, the sacraments are full and, um, and nourish us that way uh, with grace. And without grace, you know, by grace we've been saved. You know, so the, the role and importance of grace, the invisible grace is so important. Folks, if you're just joining us, we are in studio with Greg Amea, 
Jerry, uh, Deacon Jerry, and Sally Kazin, and my name my name is Steve. Uh, we are doing the pledge drive here. Dom is also with us. Sorry, Dom, I'm looking right at you. I'm not even talking about you. Uh, but we do need your call. We've only had a couple calls this hour. We do have a $3,000 goal. Uh, folks, we had a great hour last hour. Thank you so much. We need to have another great hour this hour. We've raised $75 towards that $3,000 goal, so we're a little ways towards it, but we're going to need your call four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty checking in online at the quest atlanta.com was nikki calling in honor of heidi taza who was on uh three o'clock or i think no she'll be on at three o'clock today so nikki thank you for checking in also mark uh checked in online thanks to jerry deacon jerry and sally of k of c st benedict council oh nice thanks to columbus thank, thank you mark yeah. all right mark Thank you for that call. You can join Nikki and Mark by calling 470-508-1160, or you can give online at thequestatlanta.com. We do have to step away for a couple of minutes, but we are going to come back and continue our conversation with Greg Amea, uh, Deacon Jerry, and Sally Kays. And I just have a couple of minutes here before we go uh, to the to the uh, uh, break. But uh, Greg, give us a little bit. Uh, I was just checking out your website on there, uh, our Mary, our Mother Foundation Ministries, uh, what can people find if they go there? Well, they'll find a lot of things that help them on their journey of faith, basically. Um, we try to provide a vast array of resources to help people to grow in their spiritual journey to a greater love of our Lord, greater love of Our Lady. Our, our mission is to spread the messages that have been given by our Lord and Our Lady and His emissaries. So that's what they'll find there. We have a lot of information on there on Divine Mercy. We have things on various Marian apparitions. Um, we have things on Eucharist and Miracles there. So we really have a vast array of things on there for people to, to look at. So Yeah, I was just there. It's like, this is great. I just like want to get my checkbook out and start getting some stuff. I love that Divine Mercy decal of four inches by seven inches. That's awesome. Check it yeah. out, folks. Here are two things over the break. You check out first, I want you to call 470-508-1160. 470-508-1160. Then go or go to the quest Atlanta.com donate. And then I want you to check out that website. <laughs> Mary, our Mother Foundation Ministries. And then we're going to be back. So uh, stay with us. Give us a call. Help us continue this work. TheQuestAtlanta.com. We will be back right after this. tuning in you're tuning in to quest radio it's our atlanta uh catholic radio uh, uh pl- uh fall pledge drive it's am 1160 and our, our special guest is greg amaya from saint benedict in uh, duluth georgia we've been talking about matters of faith and greg has been sharing a little bit about his uh, faith journey and uh you heard gentlewoman which is a, a a theme of kind of an inspiration there the beginning of that spark of your faith journey greg um, and you've been sharing in this last half hour on how the, the fire of the Holy Spirit kind of started a renewal back to the church 
and how Mary, through her intercession and and uh, you know the found Mary Foundation that you you've uh, started, and and how prolific that is. So let's continue that discussion on um, on on that theme. Well, I guess I, I could say a little bit. Again, our website is maryourmother.org, maryourmother.org. Um, I'll just share a couple things because I think it, it applies to all ministries. Um, you know, we're all just links in the chain. That's what we are. So it's very important the uh, that we stay kind of universally united. You're with the Marian servants. You know, I'm a, we're with, I'm with Carmelite. We have, of course, Franciscans. It's we have a ministry. There's many other people that have ministries. So it's important that we all support each other. That's why I'm here with the Quest, supporting the Quest with what you're doing, because it's another avenue, if you will, um, to reach people. As I said, this was those listeners that didn't listen to the beginning. My uh, beginning of my journey started with a song on the radio into the Catholic Church, uh, fully embracing that. And so I'm a big supporter of radio. I'm a big supporter of, of any type of social media that helps to promote the faith. So if you are, you know, we have to have, there's so many things that are out there in culture now that with liberal media, with um, so many things that our kids are exposed to these days, it's very important to, we have this radio station, we have EWTN, we have these things that are going to help to build faith, to help to, so I would encourage any listeners that are hesitant or on the fence maybe about to giving a supporting quest to, to please do so to support them because um, you can call in at 470-508-1160 or go to thequestatlanta.com uh, but very important to to support this as I said we have to provide those things that are going to nourish people spiritually and this is what we try to do with our ministry as well and in all ministries try to do so the quest I believe is it's a ministry and it's a very important ministry it reaches thousands of people a- across Atlanta and so Catholic radio across the country is important so any of you that are Catholic you know get on the phone donate it's really important if you can't donate please pray or tell your friends about it so they can donate it's am um, am 1160 the 470-508-1160 470-508-1160 or go uh, to the quest com. greg i can totally relate uh you know to the role of catholic radio i i used to do a lot of uh traveling you know, and windshield time, as we call it, yeah, yeah. and and I would, uh, uh, you know, different cities I would get into, and I, and it was so nourishing for me. Maybe I don't, nourishing, but it was also like that that fire, that spark of the Holy Spirit, because I started to learn a little bit about my faith. Um, um, I think I, I, in my as a cradle Catholic, I was kind of asleep at the switch. You know, that that middle, I don't know, thirty to thirty-five or whatever, and I started to get the similar promptings that you were talking about. And I, I attribute that to Catholic Radio. Um, some great teachings there, a great uh, com, um, teaching that aroused my curiosity, and certainly the church has great answers to those those good questions. As Monsignor Marin would say, uh, good answers come from asking good questions. That's so. correct. And it's interesting, I got to do an interview sometime back with the actual radio station that helped in my conversion. They knew nothing about it, so when I got on and talked about it, they were amazed. And I actually went back to the woman who told me about Medjugorje and uh, I called her I done it we did a re- one of the things we do with our ministry too is we do retreats we just had Immaculate here from Rwanda just uh, a couple weeks ago I had her at St. Peter Chanel and we did a retreat with her out in Oregon because I used to live out there I organized it out there and I got her out there and I went out there and I called the woman who told me the story about you know when I went in to look for about this song Hail Mary Gentle Woman and 
she knew about our ministry and she knew things where we were doing, but she had no idea that she was the instrument. She was the one that told mm-hmm. me the story. And she just started crying on, on the phone. She said, I had no idea. I'm so glad you called me and told me this. So I just called her to thank her. I told her to continue to be a faithful witness. So I'm saying this because we all need to continue being faithful witnesses, whether it's in person, whether it's in your family, whether it's in your workplace, whether it's at school with your friends, whatever the case may be. But that's what Quest is doing, is being a faithful witness in everything that you're doing. So that's what we need to continue to do. Um, so as I said, it's uh, everything's kind of mushrooming. I'm, I'm down here in, in the South now. I'm originally from Michigan, and we have, you know, the faith down there is, up there is kind of gone down, you know, closing churches. Up down here, it's booming. And a lot of that is because of, of organizations like Quest that are helping to, to grow that. So as I said, please um, continue to support Quest. If you're, and if you're not able to today, you know, as Mother Angelica has said, always said, right, put it between your gas bill and electric bill, right? <laughs> so <laughs> You're listening to uh, Greg Amaya uh, from St. Benedict in, uh, on the Quest. This is the Quest uh, Catholic, Atlanta Catholic Radio. You can support Quest in this fall pledge drive by dialing 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160, or you can go uh, online to thequestatlanta.com. Sally? Yeah, um, Greg, you always have interesting projects um, going on. What is your latest? Well, our latest, well, actually what we're trying to do right now is we're trying to really promote Eucharistic miracles. Um, One of the things that we've done for the last probably five years or so, or maybe six years, is take around the Vatican display of Eucharistic miracles to, to parishes, to schools. I think... I always tell people when I give a talk on it, I think one of the greatest crises in the church today, if not the greatest crisis, is the loss of faith of our Lord's real presence in the Eucharist. If people truly believe that, they would not be leaving the church. Amen. So, yes. Greg, just just to ask this, because some people who are listening may not be Catholic, can you just give a brief description of what is Eucharist? Yeah, so the Eucharist, again, the word for that is, is means Thanksgiving, and the Eucharist is actually what we, it is Holy Communion. It's what we receive as Catholics. And when we go up to receive it, we actually say amen, which means so be it, which means this is I believe in it. I embrace fully the Catholic faith. But we as Catholics believe that at the consecration, that the bread and wine truly becomes the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. It's amen. not just a symbol. Mm-hmm. This is what a lot of people think. It's just a wafer. It's just a piece of bread. Um, but our Lord is now trying to wake up people to let Christ resides in every single every single tabernacle and every single Catholic church around the world. So if you go to Mass, please remember to always keep the Eucharist at the center. Don't put the priest at the center. I like this priest, or I like the music, or I don't like the music, or focus on the Eucharist. That's what we're there for, for our Lord. We're there to give thanksgiving. We're there to worship him to make sacrifice, our sacrifice um, to him, to give back because he gives all of himself to us. So the Eucharist, again, is the truly body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. And now what our Lord has been doing over the years, he's having these Eucharistic miracles where there have been many priests at times that, and other people, lay people, that don't believe that our Lord is really present. And right before the very eyes during the consecration, it becomes flesh and blood and they've done many scientific tests the most Mm -hmm. latest one is back in lanciano back in 750 there was a monk that didn't believe it there have been many studies done on it since then is it is truly 
flesh and blood. It's usually type AB, always type AB, which is universal. It's, I think, what is it, 4% of the people in the world have it? Yeah. It's type AB blood, universal type. So it's usually a part of the heart muscle, myocardium. They've done so many studies, there's usually white blood cells present, which they can tell that this person suffered great trauma to the heart area or was beaten on the heart. And white blood cells, right, when they when they're actually extracted from the body, they, they disintegrate, literally disintegrate within about 15 minutes. Hmm. Yet these studies are done years after it has turned into allegedly flesh and blood. So science has now confirmed what the Catholic Church for, has taught for over 2,000 years. That's a great reminder of the importance of the Mass, you know, yes. and that we, we come to, to give rather than what we receive. Certainly we receive, but we are there to give, to give thanks to the great gifts we've been given. You're listening to Atlanta Catholic Radio on AM 1160, The Quest. It's our fall pledge drive. To make a pledge or donation now, you can call 470-508-1160. That's 470-508-1160. Or you can go online to thequestatlanta.com, or you can even download the uh, Quest Atlanta app and hit the donate button. If uh, Just give you a little update here. We did get receive a call from, from Catherine, um, and she's at John's... Creek. She's from Johns Creek Parish, uh, or sorry, the city of Johns Creek. So, Catherine, thank you for checking in. Folks, this hour we have raised $175. We have a $3,000 goal, so we're going to need you to step up. Um, and, we, you know, the conversation as well, if you can't give, you know, I really think at the bottom, when you first think about it, everybody can give something. You know, we've had a number of people call and give $10. You know, uh, you know, I blow more than $10 a day on things that I don't need. Uh, so you could call in and pledge $10. You could call in and pledge $30. I would like you to consider this. I would like you to consider a monthly gift. And actually, yesterday we had a few people call and say, I'll give you $10 a month. That's completely doable. My children could do $10 a month based upon what they get paid from their allowances, right? So we can all do something. Uh, you know, I'd also consider, you know, a dollar a day. What can you get for a buck a day? You can't even get a coffee. Not a latte. You can't get you can't get much for a buck a day, as Tom Price would say. What can you get for a buck a day? Not a latte. Yeah, not a latte. But you can get Catholic Radio for a buck a day. So consider a monthly gift if you would. Give us a call four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. This station is brought to you by you. If you're listening right now, this is your station. Um, and if you want it around, if you want it to stay. Number one, it's going to because the Holy Spirit wants it, but he's inviting you to be a part of it. He's saying, hey, I'm doing this work. It's making a difference in your life. It's making a difference in other people's lives. Would you like to be a part of it? You don't want to miss this opportunity, right, Greg? Yeah, one thing I think is really important is this, this is a hard-hitting statement, but it's one I always remember. It's what Monsignor Myron once said. He's very good at raising <laughs> monies. Um, but he said that um, he can always tell where a person's heart is by looking at their checkbook. And I think that's a lot of truth in that. So if we are faithful Catholics and we are trying to promote the faith and we proclaim to be Catholic, it's very important that we really take that to heart and support things like the quest. Because it is true, when we look at our checkbook, we can see where money is going to. And we need to, as Deacon Jerry said earlier, you know, we're there to make sacrifice as well. And part of that sacrifice is giving ourselves, giving from our heart, giving to the Lord. It's not just uh, writing a check and say, I've done it, but to actually give from our heart and to give to that which is important. So if we want to build the faith of our children, want to build the faith of our community, want to build the faith of our church, we have to support things like this. Because otherwise, 
it will go down. Mm. And the only way it will be built up is that we, you, myself, and everyone in the Catholic community helps to build it up. We work together to do that. 470-508-1160-470-508-1160 or online, thequestatlanta.com. Also give on that mobile app. Give us a shout. Help us continue this work of evangelization that you can be a part of. Folks, if you think about it, I want you to go back and look at your checkbook, as Greg just said, and, and look in there and, and think about this very seriously. What percent of your gross income or your adjusted gross income? I say that because sometimes you know, self-employed are saying, hey, my gross income is way up here, but my adjusted is here. All right, let's go off your adjusted gross income. I'm fine with that. What percent of your income are you giving away? Because scripture tells us tithe, the word tithe actually means 10%. You can't even translate it any other way. You can try if you want to, but the word tithe means 10%. So are you giving 10%? I can tell you that my wife and I about 20 years ago were not when our bishop said to us, are you giving 10%? And here's what he said. I want you to consider this. I want you to give 1% to your diocese. I want you to give 5% to your parish. And I want you to give 4% to other charities that you find are worthy of your dollars. But he said, I don't want you to start overnight. That's too hard for you. So start, see where you're at right now. If you're at 1%, grow to 2%. Grow to 3%. Grow to 4%. I was visiting with a couple of your pastors here last night. And in conversation afterwards, they said, you know, isn't that interesting? Every person that I've talked to about this tithe and saying, you know, if you're giving 1%, 2%, they don't stop at 10% because when they get to 10%, they're like, holy cow, look what the Lord is doing. If you're open to the Lord working through you, he doesn't stop. You want to challenge the Lord? You want to see how generous and gracious he is? Be generous and gracious yourself. Give us a call, 470-508-1160, or give online, thequestatlanta.com. I think that's the great mystery of, of giving and tithing, you know, is, is um, not that that's the reason we, we give for what we get back, mm -hmm. you know, but there is certainly um, a great, great gift in what we receive. It's the mystery of, of God affirming that giving. And I, I think, again, to go back to St. John Paul II and the theology of the body is the more that we can give, and, and not only financially, but of ourselves, that we become the person that God made us to be. We become our authentic self. So uh, giving is, there's a great mystery in giving, in, in addition to helping, and in this case, Catholic Radio. I'd like to say, too, with that, uh, Deacon Jerry, that um, I think you made a good point about the bishop, what he said. And because I, I remember Our Lady saying that in Medjugorje with regards to prayer, and it also applies, I think, to finances, is that a lot of people say, you know, I don't have time to pray. I can't pray a whole rosary. I can't pray this. I can't pray that. And she said, you know, I don't have time, right? I'm too busy. And she said, it's, she, it's a very profound statement. She said that, my dear children, she said, the problem is not time. The problem is love. Because whatever you love to do, you will always find time to do. And whatever you like to do, whether recreationally, you'll find the money to do it. So we need to, to really look into our heart to see what is a priority to us. Because if, we, if the church is a priority, then it will be important for us to give. And if you can't give a lot, like you just said, begin. That's important, because our lady said when, when she asked people to pray, when she asked the children to pray in Medjugorje, she didn't ask them to pray a whole rosary. She'd ask them to start off with praying just 
seven Our Fathers, seven Hail Marys, seven Glory Bees. And then she kind of kept building on that. So the most important thing, if you never tithe, and there are people I'm sure that have never tithed, to just to begin, you know, even if you give $5 a month, whatever, to begin. And as you said, our Lord will start to bless you and you'll start want to give more. So very important, just take that first step. Um, as we see in our step of conversion, you know, just that first step is all our Lord needs and he'll lead you along the way and lead your heart to do to do more. You say that connection between, uh, you know, giving begins with that love. And I, I think in the previous hour, we were talking about reconciliation and forgiveness. And I think when, when we are on our knees and we, we clearly uh, recognize and embrace uh, forgiveness, true forgiveness that the Lord gives us, uh, we are grateful, right? And, and, and gratitude is, is really um, loving and thanking the giver more than the gift. And, and I think um, so reconciliation and that forgiveness helps us to grow in a great, greater love of God. On, and and giving is just kind of a second nature act. So, well, generosity is is a choice, and we've many of the studies have shown that people who even win the lottery, and we always say, well, when I have more money, I'll give more. No, you won't. No, you won't. Your g- generosity is a choice that you make now. It's a virtue that you choose to cultivate. Um, it's a act of faith, as Mother Angelica says. Faith is a one foot on the ground. That's reason. One foot in the air, and that queasy feeling in your stomach. Faith and reason. Both, John Paul II That's tells exactly. us. So, yep, exactly. So, one and a prayer. I want to share a prayer with you. We were talking about our theme is uh, saints, heroes of all time, and I have a prayer card in front of me. This is a prayer that we, as a family, pray every day. Uh, I came across it in a, a book uh, by Pope John Paul II many years ago, and it was just a bookmark in there from my. He was my spiritual director's uh, ordination part card. The prayer is a sushi pay prayer by Ignatius of Loyola, which sushi pays take. Okay, so when I first prayed this prayer, I'm like, wait a minute, let, let me back that up. I'm not sure if I agree with that. Hold on, hold on. But, we, <laughs> but since that, I felt like the Lord was saying, pray it every day. So here's the sushi pay prayer by St. Ignatius of Loyola. Receive, Lord, my entire freedom. Accept the whole of my memory, my intellect, and my will. Whatever I have or possess, it was you who gave it to me. I restore it to you in full, and I surrender it completely to the guidance of your will. Give me only love of you together with your grace, and I am rich enough and ask for nothing more. Amen. Amen. I remember the first, the very first time I prayed that prayer, and uh, I was very new in, in this Catholic faith, and I remember being terrified, thinking, I, I can't give, what if he takes it? What if he really does take it? Of course, it's already his. All he wants me to do is surrender. Um, but I, I remember uh, being afraid of that prayer. Yeah. It's a beautiful prayer. Do not be afraid. I think mm-hmm. we go back to, uh, Deacon, you made a great point. We don't give because of we're hoping for the generosity of God for ourselves, but for others. And one of the charisms is generosity. A charism of the Holy Spirit is a gift that he gives to you. It's not a talent. You can't, you can't uh, grow in a charism. It's a gift from the Holy Spirit. And one of those charisms is generosity. Yeah. And as I was mentioning, you know, talking with the priests yesterday, when you have the charism of generosity and you act in that, the Lord uses you as a conduit. Now, I want to be careful about that word, you, and the word using, because we are an end in ourselves philosophically. The Lord doesn't just use us. And I actually would rather say a fountain, as uh, St. Bernard of Clairvaux says, we are a fountain that the Lord fills up so that we can overflow out to the world. Mm-hmm. And so if we are willing to be generous, the Lord says, I can, <laughs> you're a bucket. 
well, actually, I can make that bucket bigger and I can fill it fuller because I know what you're going to do with the excess. You're going to give to others. So we can become that conduit to the mm, world. Beautiful. So, folks, help us continue this work. Join Beth and Emily, who just called in, by calling 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160, or giving online thequestatlanta.com. Hey, thanks, Beth and Emily. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit more, Greg, about um, what you're doing with the Eucharistic Miracles. You take, you're taking this to different parishes? Yeah, what we've actually just come out with, which we're really excited about, is we've come out with a little... We take this display around, which is about, actually the whole display is about 152 panels, but we have about 65. Uh, Monsignor Marin wanted us to have the display where it's those miracles that are actually, you can go see today. They're tangible. They're actually, you don't believe, we have on the cover of this brochure, today the evidence of Eucharistic miracles is available for you to see at various locations around the world. So they're all over the world, so you can go see them. So what we've done though, because when we have these panels in churches, they're so vast, there's so much information. I was inspired to create a, a brochure, and that brochure basically features four Eucharistic miracles. We basically did like a little summary, a compendium on, on each of the miracles. But in addition to that, we've cre created these little holy cards, and the holy cards are basically on the front. We have, we have one in Blessed Carlo Cutis, who actually is the one who started the whole display back when he was like 14. That's, that's, a, whole other, that's a whole other show, mm -hmm. his, his story. But anyway... Um, we have different holy cards where we have a, a summary on a, on a Eucharistic miracle. And then on the back, we have a, uh, a quote from one of the saints on the Eucharist. And we've created these holy cards. And now we're getting them into schools. We've actually had different orders from around the country. You can go to our website, maryourmother.org, to get a display stand. With, you get 300 brochures. And then you also get, I'm sorry, 50 brochures. And you get 50, 30, 300 small holy cards. And those display stands are this very nice, small, compact acrylic display stand. We're trying to get them in schools. What really touched me, my sister and I, my sister Sharon does a lot of work with our ministry up in Michigan. Um, we went to Hansfield, to Mother Angelica's, and I met a woman there, and we were telling about these Eucharistic miracles, and she said that she was about my age. And she's, I won't say how old young, I am. Very young, <laughs> very young. Very young woman. You were talking about the set tapes beautiful earlier, young I think woman. we know. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, there are cassette tapes, exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, she said that when she was in elementary school, that her faith was confirmed when a nun told her about a Eucharistic miracle. That that confirmed her faith when she was like nine or ten. So, when I heard that, like a light bulb went off and went, you know what? We need to get these display stands in every school across the country. So, that's what we're really focusing on right now. We have them right now at St. Catherine Siena. We have them at St. John Bosco. I'm talking to Pinecrest. We have them, we're trying to get it. We're getting, we have them in other churches around the country. We've had people ordering. So if you want it to be a part of spreading our Lord's real presence and helping our Lord, you're not helping us. You're helping our Lord make his real presence known and loved. Go to our website, maryourmother.org. You can order a display stand there. Folks, we're getting some calls. If you just uh, tuned in, you're listening to the voice of Greg Amea. Uh, in studio here with uh, Deacon Jerry and Sally Kazin. couple updates here. I just want to thank a couple folks. Again, Emily and Mike called in and they said, in honor of Sally and Marion servants. So thank you for that, Emily. Thank and, you. And Beth, uh, for Jerry, Sally, amazing servants of the Lord. So thank you again oh, for thank that. Thank you. And uh, what's that? Read the last one. Read the last one. Anonymous. 
<laughs> There's an anonymous gift here. Okay, I just get a note outside. Praise God for the courage of the Holy Spirit for all the past and present radio hosts. All right, there we go. It's an anonymous gift. Thank you for that gift. Also, much thanking Emily and Mike uh, in honor of, I think I already said that one. Sorry, but thank you again, Emily and Mike. And then George Ann checked in with a nice gift. Thank you so much for your gifts. We did receive a leadership gift, so thank you so much, Beth, for that. Uh, a very nice, generous gift. So, awesome. folks, so so thank far you. we're at thirteen seventy-five this hour. We do have a wow. three thousand dollar goal. Give us a shout four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty or give online thequestatlanta.com. Just a minute left here, Greg. Thank you, Amea. Greg Amea. Thank you so much for being here with us. This thank hour. you for allowing me to help to with your pledge drive. It's so important. Again, I encourage you all if you haven't given to please consider giving no matter what every dollar counts so thank you all for having me and let us all continue to support quest and all the good work that they're doing and thank you deacon jerry and sally thanks for all the work you're doing at st benedict too thank you greg you're thank welcome. you for sharing thank your you, faith greg. so he's uh, you're a star. shall we conclude with a, a prayer let's before do before that before the close of this this hour yes. let us pray in the name of the father the son the holy spirit amen, amen. We thank you, Lord, for entering the hearts uh, of our listeners and donors, for those who pray for this radio station, for uh, our guest, uh, Greg, who shared, shared his faith today and the miracles that you do in his life and your church, and for your generosity in supporting Atlanta Catholic Radio, The Quest. Um, and as we celebrate the, the, the Feast of St. Callistus this day, uh, may God uh, bless you all, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, I think we're ready to take a short break, and I think we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Amen. You're listening to AM 1160 WCFO East Point Atlanta, The Quest. <laughs> 